0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons live on an unusual one. Um, tonight we've called this impromptu Friday night, a uh, couple of beers, talking about Arsenal. Um, we, we've called it because uh, our head coach Unai Emery has finally been sacked. I know we've all been calling for him to be sacked, um, but hopefully, with a little bit of respect along the way, um, we, you know, we can we can discuss uh, we can discuss how he's been, how um, the, who we'd like as a replacement, and also um, Freddie taking charge for Norwich. I am joined today firstly by uh, Richard. Richard, how are you? Not bad at all. I'm feeling a little bit
0: better today after
1: the news this morning. Yeah, you weren't weren't really a fan, were you? We'll get into it, but you definitely weren't a fan, were you?
0: No, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, from a personal point of view, I, I had no problem with Emery. I think he's a nice guy. He just wasn't right for the club, and that, that's my issue. Has always been that with him.
1: Okay. Okay, well, we'll expand on that afterwards. And all the way from the North Bank, with his brand new backdrop, we have got uh, Johnny from the North Bank. Johnny, how are you? Much happier today. (laughs) This was an impromptu call uh, for for this podcast. Uh, I know there's been a lot of people talking about stuff uh, and we've got a lot to talk about, um, including last night's game we'll touch on as well. Uh also joined all the way from the cathedral city of Canterbury. The man
2: who has a half and half scarf in the background. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been pointed out before before this one I've been on, but the the, the yeah. musician, the lyricist <laughs> Big Steve, you okay? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. Yourself?
1: Yeah, mate. I don't, I don't even want to go into the day. <laughs> I, I, I've spent most of it behind the wheel of a car, stuck looking at taillights, lights uh, all day. So yeah, it's been, it's been one of those days, one of those days. Um, we will be talking about, uh, Unai's letter to the club. We'll be talking about the letter that, um, Arsenal, or the statement Arsenal said, uh, we'll be just looking at several different things, the odds and so on. So, uh, who wants to crack off? Um, Johnny, since you're from the North Bank, let's talk to you. What did you make of the news? Where were you? Uh, Were you pleased? Was there any sense of disappointment or sadness? No sadness, no disappointment.
3: Um, I was over in Canary Wharf, walking uh from what the side that i'm building a restaurant at the moment for somebody and uh, i stepped out and i got the alert and i was so happy i immediately started a group chat phone call video <laughs> chat on uh facebook messenger where on the prediction league chat because it's got the most people on it i did have to um, del- uh, delay joining that chat yeah i tried making it an audio one and then you just seem to say, "Oh no, I want to see everybody. Yeah,
2: <laughs> okay. I'd literally we, just woke up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it was 10 o'clock in the morning, you lady so-and-so. I'm getting in the message that Ben better can't hear a thing. Ben, uh, uh, all the audio is working fine on here. Um, anybody else, if you want in the chat, say if you can hear or not. But um, uh, everything seems to be working all right on this end. We can all hear each other. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we we, listen, some of us were given a little bit of a heads up over the last few days that there there was change afoot, um, that, that, you know, it probably would have been this morning. I think had we got a point yesterday, we wouldn't have heard about it until tomorrow. Um, you know, um, but the the news has come Steve, go on.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, I was expecting it to, to happen the other day as well. Um, but waking up and I saw your post on Fans Forum and then I see on Twitter that it was official. And I was like, oh, my, and before I could even write anything or message anyone, Johnny had already made the call. So, yeah, real good news to wake up to in terms of, you know, being able to finally move forward and and crack on and, and hopefully get our Arsenal back. Um,
1: Rich, you... <laughs> We're very vocal on plenty of the forums and you come into a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, criticism sometimes about your opinions um, about especially uh, Unai. The floor is open. Away you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the biggest surprise to me was that it took so long to get to this point, really. Um, I've actually been quite um, shocked at how quickly our performances have deteriorated. I mean, even earlier in the season, at least we had a little bit of fight about You know, the Tottenham game 2-0 down, the Aston Villa game where we had 10 men and came back twice to win. There was even a Victoria game in the Europa League at home where we scored two late goals to win. And suddenly, almost out of nowhere, that's just disappeared. And the, the, the performances have just got so bad so quickly. And I, I'm not quite sure exactly how that's happened. I, I suppose it, it started towards the end of last season, the deterioration, but... It suddenly went from maybe the Sheffield United game. I don't know if that was seemed to be the first the first time. And since then, it's just, I mean, how, how it's lasted this long, it doesn't seem to have done anyone any favours. I mean, looking at Unai Emery's press conference before the game last night, he looked a broken man. He was unshaved and he looked. And it's like, why did they leave it that long? It's, you know, he should have gone after the Leicester game, really. We had a, an international break. It would have given us two weeks to sort it out and, um, it's dragged on and dragged on. And it's just, uh, I mean, last night, uh, empty stadium, another terrible performance. We could have avoided that simply by doing what needed to be done a few weeks ago.
1: So, Rich, you brought, you brought up a couple of points on there. First of all, when the, when the rot started to set in, I think the rot first started to set in at Everton away. We lost 1-0. And then we went into the last eight games of last season and on to Baku and everything but, kind of part of Even, of even in Australia.
0: Yeah, even in NFL, to be fair, we still produced some performances in the Europa League, in particular, Valencia game, for example. You know, when, when we were losing at home, came back on one The Losing away, came back on 1. You know, uh, and even the Crystal Palace game at home, which I know we ended up losing. You know, we were losing twice, got it back to 2-2. And, you know, we still showed some fight. And I say this season, we'd shown some fight in the first maybe 10 games. Um, and it suddenly just disappeared. I mean, last night, as soon as they scored their first goal, they gave up, and I wasn't surprised when they scored another one. And there was—we never looked like we were going to get back in the game. And it, even, even for this season, which has been terrible, that is still quite unusual. It's still quite a recent thing, I, I think, with the team that we've shown no fight whatsoever. And I don't know why that suddenly happened.
1: OK. Last night's game in particular, I think, had a, a, an awful lot more going on with it. And we'll get into that to a certain degree. It's just like when the rot started. Johnny, Steve, uh, like I, I mentioned uh, the Everton game and then we went on to Baku and fell apart uh, in the second half mm. in Baku. I think with the summer signings and everything else, I think we all reset the button a little bit and gave them a second yeah. chance. Um, and uh, you pointed out the Sheffield game Um lead uh, ahead of the Sheffield game we were third in the league um uh, you know not playing fantastically but we were still third in the league and um
0: we one league game at that
1: point as well precisely and that was against um you know the, the yeah. champions league champions the runners up of the league uh, last year and possibly going to be the the winners of the league this year um and uh, you know against uh, ahead of that game we were positive we refer back to it several times we we predicted how many points we think we take over those four games. Um, and, you know, I think I went 10 and I, some went 12, some went seven. And Manny mentioned something about like, maybe we'd be lucky to get two. And we took it as Manny being a little bit negative, but in actual fact, it turned out or six games. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, we're six, seven games down. And, you know, we still have only got two points out of seven games. Um, it's, we're in our worst run for 28 years. Um,
2: Than I've been been
1: here. Yeah, exactly, and that's been a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny. John?
3: Well, you're talking about the when the rot started settling in. Um, I think the cracks started to show when you were saying about the Everton game, and then they got hmm. bit worse and worse. And then I reckon it, 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 the the real division started at, in Baku. Where it just fell apart at half time, as we all know what happened. Oh, we all suspect allegedly, time. Uh, and then it basically was irrecoverable from there. Yeah. The, the captain, the club captain, fighting to leave, um, you know, he being forced to stay when he'd been promised to leave. And, and then we have. Um, all, all the other turmoil through all these other high-profile players. Yeah, we're papering over the cracks with signing some players, but the, the, the big signings that we were lauding last season, um, like Torreya, F, I mean, everybody knows how much we all love Torreya, being played out of position, and he's has more and more unhappy, and it's just getting worse. And he's… Uh, every's man management, which has, has shown its head at every big job he's had it happened at Sevilla it's happened at PSG with Neymar and other pl- big name players and it happened here with zaka Ozil, Koscielny you know it, who else do you think it might have, I mean Torreira he's you know pissed him off as well so it's just got worse mm-hmm. since Baku has been where the straw that broke the camel's back and the Cronkies just haven't had the balls to get the shotgun out like the Americans like to do, and put the camel down.
1: Hmm. Steve, anything to add on there?
2: Yeah, I, I, I just think I mean everyone's pretty much covered it, but I think the the biggest problem was was obviously hearing about the player unrest after the final. Um, I think making so many changes towards the back end of last season would have started to annoy the players. You know, they start. You know, they come out of that run of games where we went unbeaten for so long, had a few injuries, key players out. But then as soon as everyone was back, you know, we, as we say, we went up to Everton and to Leicester, both not the easiest places to go away. And we make six, seven changes. We have a midfield of Elneny and Guendouzi, who at the time is no not anywhere near the same player that he is this season. And I think obviously key players, important players, I know it's all a, football's a squad game, but they would have been annoyed that they've lost their place for... Important games, and then we've not got the result and had we gone there and got the result, I think they would have would have been okay, but then carry it on we still you know as as Richard said, we showed a bit of fight in the Europa League, got to the final, and then capitulated and then the beginning of this season we started well, made some changes, had a couple of fight backs, but then changes every single game and and I think players were getting fed up, players being played out of position, and then it's you know it's got worse and worse for me, I'd say the Watford game was absolutely key. That was the this probably this yeah, the Watford game this season. Worst yeah. pe- I mean up until the last few weeks, worst performance I'd seen in in a long, long while probably the last couple of seasons. Um and then yeah, Leicester away, he should have gone then going in the international break. I think uh,
1: for for me he should have gone after the Victoria, if not before, but after the Victoria game, uh, for us to play a game and get our first shot on goal being a goal by, uh, of uh, all people, mm-hmm. um, from that piece, um, on the 80th minute just shows that they're, they, he, 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 from, from a team under Wenger, and I, I don't want to bring like the Wenger sort of stuff in too much, but for a team that under Wenger had so much options and choices in the midfield, and it was hard to try and fit them all in. We now seem to have, have a team that. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't find a midfielder that could supply any creativity or any uh, anything uh, to our forward line and hence why lacazette and why um abamyang including pepe who should have played last night um are totally fed up hmm. The 22 unbeaten game, the 22 games unbeaten, is, is is his claim to fame to a certain degree, and getting to Europa League final. 22 games against some really really minor opposition, scraping through, um, stri- scraping through some some results. Um, the Crystal Palace at home last season. You, you mentioned Leicester last season, and I mentioned Everton, but Crystal Palace at home yeah. w- w- was the final nail, I, I think. In our they, you know, I mean, from my point of view, I started to believe that
0: Emory wasn't the right man when we played Liverpool away last season. The way that we capitulated there, conceded four goals in about 10 minutes, or whatever it was, after we'd taken the lead, that convinced me then that he probably wasn't going to be the right man for us. I mean, that came in the middle of uh, that poor run we had either side of Christmas, where the unbeaten run ended and we sort of fell apart for a while. And that, that sort of Liverpool game came in the middle of that. And just the way that we fell apart that day. Kind of that—that was to me when I first started to really doubt Emery's ability to take us forward because that was a a similar performance that we'd produced with Arsene Wenger at Liverpool in previous seasons, and not only Mm -hmm. Liverpool but other places as well. And that showed me that we wasn't we hadn't improved at all. He wasn't improving the team, you know that the the structure of the team was wrong. Um, And sort of since then, that's a theme that's just carried on and carried on, and obviously got a lot worse. In the last sort of few games this season, but that's that was when I started to question whether or not Emery was going to be able to take us forward, um, and that was virtually a year ago now coming up. So, you know, it's, mm. I'm not surprised at how it's gone. I'm I'm disappointed that it didn't obviously work out better because you know it was an opportunity to a fresh start, wasn't it? When Wenger
1: went, I think that's what we all wanted, didn't we? Really? Um, and yeah, I think I think I think we all looked at the guy and we thought like, yeah, he looked. He probably looks the part yeah we haven't taken one off the shelf that would you know we haven't done it for a merino we haven't done we we done something different i'll tell you what is something different and, and Johnny's pointed out in our chat um martin corsi um has made a comment on here which uh johnny wants to drag attention to go on johnny
2: <laughs>
1: you that, that to you lot, lot were talking
3: I saw that come up and I started pissing myself laughing. <laughs> so, uh, but no, as an American, nothing. we all know that if it has legs and a heartbeat, you'll shoot it. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's why you have guns. End and off. Uh, back to the seriousness, <laughs> though. You know, we said just as a, just to underline <laughs> how bad we have been um, defensively, right? just to underline the point, uh, one of our best, if not the best... Well, one of the best, I won't go too far. One of the best defensive performers this season, when given the chance, has been Mustafi. I mean, for God's sake, if that doesn't underline the fact that we are defensively unable to coach players, nothing will.
2: The other point, can I just butt in then? are two that the the I can't remember it was in the Europa League, wasn't it? But Mustafi had a very, very good game and we got a clean sheet. Who is he paired with? wasn't louise Uh, newcastle away another solid defensive performance chambers chambers and socrates probably the best defensive performance i've seen even even more so than the europa league because newcastle were were coming at us hard um but coincidentally no louise in the team and everyone else has seen it everybody else has commented it all season but week after week, no matter what blunder he made, it was like last season. Mustafi couldn't get dropped. This season, Louise can't get dropped, and that's yeah. another issue that Emery has: is, is he sticks it? As we've said previous times before, we look at the lineup, we see something positive, and then we look and go, "Oh, but that's still happening." And that's been so, your-
3: where's the where's the ruthlessness come from last season when he first started? Half time, hooking players who weren't. That where where's all that gone? He he's lost. He lost his bottle after the twenty two games. And if you if you remember rightly, at the time on the on the old uh, format of the podcast, on the audio podcast, I said that it it was um, it it was flattered to deceive. It was not uh, a true reflection of how we were playing. We were winning games that we had no right to win, you know. And um, it was leading us into uh, a sense of false hope. And it—that's it, where the 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 little seedling of uh, of doubt started, and then the cracks started to form. Uh, the more we got into the season, and then the players were starting to realise actually, this geezer is not right for the club. Mm. I'll I'll stop short of you know na- <laughs> throwing names around that? or whatever.
1: Uh, who, who's more responsible? Is is Emery? Obviously, Emery's responsible for what's on the pitch. Um, You've got the people... Ivan Gazidis employed the guy. Um, And then you've got Josh and Stan Kroenke as the board. Ultimately, they've got the answer to this. And, you know, We Care uh, put a statement out a couple of weeks ago. Um, We Care challenged them in the summer. Josh came out and gave a statement. They'd be excited. Um, Surely... Josh has to come out and uh, clarify his position. I know the club have, have, have done a, a glowing um, uh, uh, a, a thank you to him, saying that he, he, you know, he he done well for the club. And uh, Emery, in fairness, he, um, he he's actually quite. He knew too much. Of him recognise the club, its tradition and its class. Surely these people up top, they're the ones who've got to answer. There is a threshold
3: at some point uh, between keeping faith in a manager that you've uh, painstakingly done due diligence on, which we did did interview quite a lot of uh, potential candidates that summer. And he was the man that was selected. So at one point, do you lose faith uh, and say there's a threshold for? I mean, for many of us, it was uh, the Victoria game should have been the very, very last straw. Uh, he could have gone at any any point after the Sheffield United game, in my opinion, because I mean, anybody who would listen or read any of my comments or anything will say will agree that I, I said no, we have got to back the manager. We've got to back him and back him because you support the team. But it just got worse and worse and worse. I mean, I got—I was in uh, Twitter jail and Facebook jail for telling a a bloke who held up the Emery outside first. I think before the Sheffield United game, that if I saw him in the North Bank with it, I'd give him a slap. And I end up in Facebook jail. But now uh, he's uh, in—he's justified in. And bring in bringing a sign, but I still think that, you know, at that
1: point, we he, should, he, could still have been in the manager. He's not justified in bringing a sign. He's not justified in bringing a sign at all. Um, Gary Ward asks, um, do you boys seriously trust Stan and Josh to make the right decision with the next appointment, Richard?
0: Probably not, if I'm honest. I mean, m- my actual feeling is that um, Freddie's going to keep the job till, till the end of the season, at least. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what the, the plan is now. All this talk about them, you know, interested in all these different managers and this, that, and the other, I, I don't really believe that's going to happen, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily think that that's a good or bad thing. I mean, we'll probably talk about that later, but um, I think that's what they're going to try and do. I think they'll just, you know, if really gets off to a good start, wins a couple of games, which is likely, I think that the plan will be to keep him in. Till the end of the season and then reassess it. Um, and whether that's I say, the right decision for the club or not, I'm not sure, but that's what I think. And I don't really trust them to get it right, if I'm honest. Um, it's just going to be probably a case of um, I think they'll go for the cheapest option that they, they can find. I mean, we've got a Europa League manager in, in Emery in the first place to try to become a Champions League club. If we're serious about becoming a Champions League club, we have to uh, getting now a Champions League manager or a manager who's capable of getting us back to the Champions League, and that's what we need. To, and obviously beyond that, and building something for the future, you know. Um, and I don't think they've got the ambition to do that. But hopefully they'll prove me wrong. But I'm, I don't, I don't trust them. though.
3: I don't think it's okay. then that's going to make the decision to hire. It's going to be the the football executive, or whatever the hell they're decision,
0: called. They? They, they've still got to. Agreed in a season, they've
2: got to agree mm. the contract. Yeah, they still
3: got um, to have a say. Yeah. They'll have a say. They'll have final say. But at the end of the day, they've employed people who know better about the sport and have more experience, so-called, than they do. I mean, I i've run building science and I have people who work for me at, of skill sets. I have no clue. I mean, I don't know plumbing because I have more than two brain cells, and I'm an electrician instead. So, <laughs> if it comes to plumbing, mm-hmm. I'll get. I'll just say, is that correct? And if they say yes, then I have to trust that they're skilled enough to know what they're doing. But when it comes yeah. to some, same thing in football, they've got I know that they've employed the right people in the first place the, to make the right choice.
0: No, I, I agree, but it's still the money, isn't it? At the end of the day, if it's going to cost them what they believe too much money for the right the right manager, are they going to agree to that? I don't think they will. And if they can get a cheaper option, that's probably what they'll go for. And,
1: at the end of the day, though, at, at the end of the day, rich as, as much as we 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 love the club and we support the club, it is a business, and <laughs> you know what? Um, so you're not we're, employing we're,
0: the best people. If you're in a business and you want to succeed, you su- you employ the best people to do the job. Don't you? Regardless, <laughs> if it costs you a bit more, that's a price worth paying for the success. It's
1: going you employ the best people you can within the budgets and, and, and restrictions you've got uh, you know we're, we're we do
0: we're arsenal we shouldn't have to worry about that we should be able to get the best person that we we don't
1: we, don't, we don't have oil fields in Saudi Arabia we don't have uh, oil fields in um Siberia so you know the everything we've created everything we've got we've created i am not for one second making excuses for the board and um but when you're dealing with petrol dollars and petrol uh, pounds, um, it's, it's it's on a different level. But it, it, the, the I was I was going to go in segue into there onto um, the Frankfurt game and talking about the PLC at Arsenal to a certain degree. Um, we were commanded um, not allow ha- uh, not allow any um, Frankfurt fans uh, in the stadium, and we left the 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 area. Empty. I put a little clip where I was really annoyed after the game, both on our fans forum and, and, and guns and yellow ribbons. Um, so the away end was empty. I put the video clip up. Um, and a lot of the seats were empty. It's Europa League as it's Thursday night. It's cold. A lot of season ticket holders aren't hugely interested in the Europa League and normally would sell their tickets to, tr- and transfer them to red members. Red members would buy the seats off, t- off, uh, ticket transfer and so on. Um, but they were, Stopped doing that. Um, no German fans were allowed in. Any German fans who walk into the uh, the ground, their ticket will be seized. And if it was my season ticket, Johnny's season ticket, or somebody's red or silver membership, um, you would be banned and never got it back again. And your money's lost. Yet again, two or 300 seats. There were some seats at the back of the, um, I thought it was Asperton Army, actually, at the back of the clock end uh, with a drum uh, that were there. But there was two or 300 in the platinum ring, the club circle, and when that second goal went in, they celebrate and they started singing. That in- I was so annoyed, absolutely so annoyed, because I can guarantee you some PLC, some corporate, some accountants, some lawyers, some something or another, will they have their tickets taken off the marshal? Of course not.
3: I don't they think balls. They-
1: awful awful what did we think of the performance last night briefly
3: we're not allowed to swear <laughs> I I, are, I the only care. way I to describe it is with swear words well and then they, it, it was it that end. bad
1: it was dreadful. I mean to be I,
0: fair, I in, in the first half I actually thought we could have been 4-0 up couldn't we we hadn't played particularly well their goalkeeper made two or three good saves and we got the goal and you're thinking well okay it's not great but we win winning and we were the dominant team. Um, and again, at the start of the second half, we nearly scored again. Was it Willock who had a, had a chance? Um, Willock and Abel, didn't they? Was yeah. And and then, in, and yeah,
3: got in each other's yeah. way.
0: And as soon as they scored, then the, the old problems, well, the problems that's been building up over the last few games just came back again. And we just completely showed nothing at all. No, no fight or desire to get back in the game. And it, I, I knew as soon as they equalised that we would lose. Because we just mm. showed nothing at all, and I, you know, when the second goal went in, I just wasn't even surprised. Um, and no, no, it right. just summed up to me that second goal there summed up Emery's reign. Unfortunately, a team that just doesn't really know what they're doing, G- gives up, and just shows no no, um, no fight for the for the team. Unfortunately, and that, that sort of summed it up in in that I, kind of ten minutes. Really,
1: I couldn't Steve, believe how you, um, you, Steve. Hang on one second, Steve. You, you, you follow a lot of the uh, younger players and you follow them over, the, over, the, uh, over quite a while. And looking at last night's game, for me, it was the younger players that shone more yeah, than anything else. That's that's what that's I was going to say. I... Oh, Willock, Saka and Martinelli. I thought they were fantastic. Mm. And that was the positives I took out of it. I'll leave it open to you.
2: Yeah, I mean I I was I was out, I was I was busy, so I didn't I was rehearsing, so I didn't get to see the game. But I saw I saw some extended highlights this morning and I thought Saka looked very lively, getting you know, getting taken on defenders, getting the ball in. Martinelli exactly the same on the the other side. Willock seemed to be driving forward at every opportunity. Um and I see that he took Martinelli off. Uh T- to be fair, I, I, from what I saw on the highlights, Xhaka, before he went down with a knock looked as if he was he was playing okay. I, I can't comment because I didn't see the ninety minutes. But um, yeah, first half it seemed that that we were going for it. But um, but what do you make yes. of Xhaka overall? What do you make of Xhaka overall? Oh, John John Waters asking Xhaka or Saka? Was that, Saka, that- sorry yeah. Saka? Yeah. Um, I like him. I think I mean he is 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 a, a proven goal scorer under under 18s. Um doesn't always uh, you know doesn't always transfer into the first team. Um but he's lively. He li- he likes to take defenders on and the thing that I think he's got over a player like a Wobi who I'll compare him to because it, you know he's playing in the same position um I think he's he's better with his end product generally it looks like um but he doesn't have that physical side of his game, which Awobi, even as a 17, 18-year-old coming into the first team, had. Um, I like Saka. He's think... got
3: more pace. He's got more pace yeah, than Awobi ever had. he
2: more pace and he's got, got a better end product. Um, I don't think he should have got the run in the team that he did have. Um, I think, you know, play him a couple of times and then take him up. Because, uh, you know, after three or four games when he wasn't delivering, he just looked void of all confidence. Like a lot of the players that were, you know, being played this season under Emery, Emery have done. Um, mm. But Martinelli is promising. I think Freddie's going to get a lot out of him. I think Saka he's going to get a lot out of Saka. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of Nelson now. Um, if Eddie comes back in Jan, which uh, big rumours are, I don't know whether now that Freddie's at the helm, whether he will stay within the squad or whether he'll get loaned out of Bristol City. Um, but all, all I can say was... So judging even by last night in the last couple of weeks, the perform- good performances have been coming from the younger players. So under Freddie, we can, you know, hopefully have something to look forward to.
1: That, that's quite a good segue, because the, the next thing on my list was um, Freddie Lundberg has been appointed as caretaker manager. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's, that, that we're, we're like professionals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Almost like we know You're what like, we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll have to go blind. And ting and ham rolled, and we might make a load of money, you know. So, but uh, just go shoot I don't some camels,
2: do not they? But you know, but, um, camel actually
3: tastes very nice. If you're going to eat it, it doesn't. It that's actually quite nice. What's that?
1: <laughs> Eating no, camel? If you're going to shoot it, you've got to <laughs> eat it. It
3: does actually <laughs> taste quite
1: nice. Stop! 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 Back in the room. Back in the room. So, right, oh. Freddie Lindbergh has been appointed as. Um, uh, as as a, a caretaker manager. I'm glad that I'm up to Norwich on Sunday. Um so I'm looking forward to Freddie and singing We Love You Freddie. Do you think do you think he's the right appointment? Do you think we should keep him till Christmas, till the end of the season? End uh, of the season for me. Should should I think, we I think till terrible. January? I think it's
0: What's too that? early. I to, think I think it's too early to, uh, to, to, t- to say that at the moment, isn't it? I mean that's let's see how he does in the next couple of games. Um, And then if we can get a more experienced manager in, uh, that's going to be able to take us forward. Then I would say that's what we should do. But if, if we can't get the man we want, whoever that might be, then if Freddie's doing a good job, then let him carry on for a bit.
2: Yeah. For me, unless, unless we can get an Allegri, um, who, who would be my preferred choice and was my preferred choice before we got Emery, unless we can get him because he's already free, I would, you know, like rather than we talk about the board and how much money they want to spend or don't want to spend. If they're going to have to buy out a manager from a contract, Benitez is going to cost a hell of a lot to buy out of China um, because of the money he's on. Nuno probably isn't going to co- cost as much because he's probably not on on a super super high wage. But then you you have to worry about him getting his own philosophy and everything else into the players, at least with Freddie, it's a fairly seamless transition. And as much as it makes sense to say, look at the next couple of games and see how he does that next couple of games, we might have an instant bounce because players are playing. But then if we get in another manager, how do we know that Freddie won't get us into that top four, but the new manager coming has then got to go, right, well, we got these backroom staff, we've got these new faces, and that's still going to take another four, five weeks to implement so I'd, is, I'd say it's it, up in the air
1: Is top four too far for
2: to, us? I need to make a
3: point about the whole manager thing because people keep comparing uh, about getting a young manager in like Freddie or Lampard or Arteta or back when Pep took over at Barcelona it was because it was about an ethos that the club already had in place mm. it's about a way of playing but like the, you look at Pep, uh, uh, as an example, he came through the Masia. He was a Barcelona player. And then he went through the lower parts of the club. And they all have the same philosophy. They all play the same way. It's all top down. So, uh, 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 Freddie is the really good way to go because we have an ethos. We have a way of playing that... Wenger did put in Stirlwell so that we all enjoy and fell in love watching which is attacking flair and he football with 23. what
1: and I he didn't success success
3: with 23. exactly playing he the ethos yeah. and he wants to bring that yeah. through and he's familiar with the younger players and I don't think that And there was a comment earlier from Ben saying about oh, we have to give you and know, I credit for playing the young players this season you can't give him credit because he bloody sold everybody else
2: yeah so and he had to
3: we we had no he had no choice i mean there was never intended to get martin into the first team he was he was supposed to go straight into the under 23s mm. and 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 go on from there so we can't really give him that much credit in that sense because he sold everybody else and we wanted to uh, we've got players coming through and we've got and we've got Saliba to come at the end of the season as well so we do have players, but we need to have the ethos, we need to have an ideal to stick to, and stick to the way that we want to see Arsenal play. Because if we would have got Maureen from up the road, we would have been parking the bus and not playing the way we won't be the Arsenal anymore. In the sense that we wouldn't be playing. I I don't understand people wanting Maureen, because he doesn't play the way we want to play. We, We want a manager that's going to bring in and play Get our players that we know can play the way we want to play that way.
0: But don't we want to be winning games as well?
3: Yeah, but that will it will come.
2: It, it should come. We have the right manager. It R- should
1: Richard, come, R- Richard. okay. Yeah, winning games. We, we all want to win games. We all want three points. We all want to win the league, win the cups, win everything. Yeah. We all hundred percent no agree. Right. I
0: forgot yeah. what that feels like, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no <laughs> but. but, but Listen, I, 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 I was chatting to somebody um, yesterday and saying, you know, it it's not necessarily um, about getting beat sometimes. It's not necessarily about getting a draw sometimes. It's not even sometimes about winning really crap games. It's when you see the players looking like they're organised, looking like they're putting some effort in and you're looking at some... Style and some uh, some substance, you know. I, I, I. It, if we had won that game last night, which we could have, it was still dire. It was still dreadful. It was nothing to do with the atmosphere. It was nothing to do with no away fans. It was done because there's no structure to, you know, how we played. They, they, they were all running all over the place. No, no it, I,
0: I, it, I, I totally agree with, with with all of that. But with the players that we've got in the squad, if we were organised and if we were playing together as a team if we had some kind of strategy we would naturally win games because we've got quality players to win us games we've got two of them yeah, the yeah but exactly so it doesn't so if we was to get a manager in now whether it's whether Freddie can do that remains to be seen let's hope he can but whoever comes in as a long-term replacement if they can organize a spot this is why Mourinho would have actually done a reasonable job for us because he would have organized no thanks no, 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 uh, we, obviously, we, no. I'm not saying we should have got him, but had, had we done that, then at least he would have organised the team. And with the players that we've got, we would have won a lot of games. Now,
2: then yes, saying so
0: that, a answer that he wouldn't have been the right the right person for the job long-term, but and on a short-term basis, he could certainly have got us winning games. And that's what I think at the moment with some of the players that we've got losing confidence. You know, you know losing what? I'm
1: on the Mourinho thing, to draw a line under that before we even mention the guy's name again, I'd actually think I'd rather seen Emery stick his contract out than having Mourinho uh, at our club, and that's that's how strongly I feel about it. No,
0: no, no that, that, that's I, fair enough. I, I'm not saying I'm glad we didn't we didn't get him ultimately, but as an example, who, if someone can organise a team. You can we're going to get results because we've got quality players to win games. That so not, we might as
3: well get Big Sam in then. In that in that instance, then get Big <laughs> Sam, in, he can organise a defence. That's the, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing that we have to realize. We're talking about the ethos and the style of play, yeah? Everybody knows that I love an analogy, right? You look at it this way. You get Maureen or Big Sam, right, on one hand, right? They'll get you wins. And you can get someone who's going to give us the, the play the way we want. It's the difference between being fed, right, eating and dining, all right? Is you can just have rice and beans or you can go for a Michelin star. All right. And get a both gonna get you fed. Both gonna get you fed. Well, if you eat enough of it, both will get you fed. But we want to do it the better way because we're the arsenal. And I know if Trevor's watching this, he's he's probably agreeing with me now. So it's it's not about just getting fed, it's about hmm. doing it in the right way.
0: And i would rather I'd wait with that a few years ago when we had still maybe Come off the back of, of the success that we'd had. I think now we need to get back to winning games initially and building from there. I mean, I'm not expecting miracles and us to go on and, and win the league next season or anything like that, but we need to start winning games again and we need to get that built into the players because I just don't think that, that they seem to have lost that. And just by being more organised as a, as a unit, mm-hmm. we will win games. And that's, I think that's massively important now for the next up until, you know, up until Christmas at least, win the net or get. Back to that mentality of winning games over the next ten games, and if we can win so, a few, in, then we can get some momentum going again.
1: And so I Ben comes cool. along and says, on here, you know, "We go ambitious and we go for Allegri, potuccino and Antolotti and and even, um, uh, and we we still can get top three, uh, our top four if we go for Freddie. No disrespect, and we're accepting top six at most. I, I don't, I don't. You can't first say of all, that. You can't say first that. All, nobody really knows. All, funny, Allegri, the, the, the issue with we had with um, Emery, regardless of his tactics, the first and foremost thing we had, he couldn't speak bloody English and get his message across. Allegri can't speak English, so he can't get his message across. Potocino, yes, no, I, I'm, I'm I'm, cool with Potocino. Antolocci, I, I, I don't know. I, Benitez is a good no, Forget chance.
3: Pochicino. We ain't going to get him. He's already said he would rather be a farmer than be our manager. And that's a man that I don't want to see in our dugout. So if he says problem. he'd rather, rather plant that's potatoes, like... than be our manager. He can go down the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. well, he can't because he got <laughs> sacked.
1: Who do you want as a manager?
3: I want someone who's going to be bringing the right ethos, the right style of play. And uh, nay I, I, I've given names before. I'd rather see Eddie Howe, uh, Brendan Rogers, Nagelsmann, Nuno. They're, these are play. These are playing organized, attacking football. We don't. We do have the players to play good football. We do need one or two additions. We definitely need a top-class centre half, and then we can be the Arsenal we want them to be. We can get back to the style of play we had when we had Silver, Gilberto Silver, in the middle. When we have Riera you, in the middle,
2: for, for me, it would be Allegri. I mean, you can get a translator, you can get somebody that that speaks English. It worked for Pochettino. Um Everybody goes on about how how good he did with the squad down the road. Um, he didn't speak English when he went there. He spoke very very little English, and everybody made said about the improvement that he made, which is why they're saying they'd, they'd like him at Arsenal now. I'd um, go Allegri. Defensively, Juventus was sound, and yes, they were playing in the Italian league, and people like to put that down. But two Champions League runners up, he won the league, the Italian league with AC Milan, and Juventus they played good attacking football solid defensively, he could play with a back three, he could play with a back five, he could play with a back four. But the, the main thing with Juventus at the time was their attacking play. And they didn't they didn't always have Cristiano Ronaldo, they didn't always have the best players in the world. They had a lump up front in Higuain for a few years and he was still doing the business. So the Allegri has shown that he can be flexible with the, with the different types of players that you get within a squad. And that's why I'd like Allegri.
3: Yeah, but Rich. if he was successful in Italy, it's a different anime. I mean, you look, yeah, uh, he, Lukaku is pairing well. it up over there now. He, co- he couldn't hit a barn door over exactly. here. that story? Lukaku. Uh, yeah, but he... I'm, yeah. pre- I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> one of his first touches is
2: still circling the globe. <laughs> to be fair with Lukaku, as poor as he was last season, his track record for scoring goals, despite being uh, uh, just, uh, you know, everyone... Slag off his first touch. Everyone say how much of a donkey he was. His record spoke for itself. from by the time he he broke through, coming out of Chelsea, and he was at West Brom, scoring thirty goals in his first season as an eighteen year old. He scored goals for fun at Everton. At one point, a lot of Arsenal fans wanted him when he went to Manchester United. Oh, and I was one season, of them. He was, I was one of them. Um, right, okay. Rich. The Italian league. That way.
1: <laughs> that, way. that way, Rich. Who do you want?
0: My first choice would be um, Nuno from Walls. Um, mainly because he knows the Premier League. He's had success at a, um, a smaller club. I mean, no disrespect to Wolves, but in, in reality, they're a smaller club than Arsenal. Yeah. They finished seventh in their first season last year, they're fifth at the moment. They've qualified out the Europa League group already, unlike us. He plays a good style of football, defensively solid. Um, he's got a great beard. I just think everything about him seems to fit Arsenal to me. Yeah, exactly. He, you can't you can't be a good player. So, um, but I just really he's the right fit for Arsenal. Actually, just with his style of play, um, and also as well, he, he you know I think with the players that we've got, he could get a lot more out of them. Um, and he doesn't seem like the sort of manager that's going to be constantly asking for budgets for this, that, and the other. And, you know, I think he can work with what he's got. As a second choice, I would I would take Poch because he's a he's a good coach. Whatever we think of him. Um, <sighs> Uh, You know his his former club where he was, but he's a good coach and I think he'd improve us as well and he knows the Premier League and he's good at working with young players. So one of those two, I would be over the moon with. If we keep Freddie, um, I wouldn't be against that particularly. I think he's got a good opportunity. He's got a good start actually because on on Sunday, he's in a win-win situation, isn't he? Because it's a game potentially we should win and if we play well and win, he can get all the credit for how brilliant he's turned it around. If we don't play well and lose, he can say, well, I've only been here for two days doing this job. So it's not my fault. Give me a bit, you know. Let's see how we go next couple of games. So, if we keep Freddie, that that's fine as well. So that'll be my top three: Nuno one, Pochettino two, and Freddie Lundberg three. And anyone else, sure. I, I I want to dismiss really.
1: John John, John Walsh, John Lord Walsh, because he's like Bentner, he's a lord. Am um, I? Uh, oh he's out. What, what about uh, what about Rafa? Uh, you know, Benitez is available. Would would anybody consider him?
3: Isn't the Chinese he, league finished for their for their season he, now?
1: Yeah, he's finished. He's had his twelve million pound for like about four months' work. Uh, you know he he's done quite he's done quite well with a dreadful Newcastle. Um, he kept him. He kept. I, him I, I was along. But
3: the thing I mean, is, though, if we're, if we're talking about Allegri that? and people like that who don't speak English, we may as well go for a technically brilliant uh, guy who doesn't speak English now. There's a guy tearing it up at River Plate, uh, called Marcelo Gallardo, that everybody's raving about, saying, "Oh, he's going to take over at Barcelona, this, that, and the other." He's pro- he is absolutely doing fantastic things take over, over there. Funny. but speak that's what funny. I'm saying. If we're going <laughs> to say if we're going to take Allegri, who doesn't speak English, if we're going to take another, uh, and we still have okay, to have okay, the okay, same okay, communication okay. problems, then we may as well swing for the fence and go for someone who's really going to change things up. And play the way we want to play. Thing is, and though, also, it's technically going to um, be
2: a, fr- a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but, listen, that, you know, think
0: we need someone who knows, knows English. Knows English.
2: Just, yeah, and oh, I, I don't
3: agree with you, bad. Richard. That's why I'm saying Brendan Rogers, Eddie Howe, or Nuno, they're, they're, they know, they know the, the league inside out. Brenda Rogers is the top of my list, absolute top of the list.
0: Just, I, just don't just on, on that's all. I mean, I, I think he'd, he'd do a good job, but he, why would he leave Leicester at this moment in time sitting second, third in the league, playing really well? Why would he leave that project that he's only been in for, what, nine months? I just don't think that's realistic.
3: To get Spend him. some of those uh, American oil slash Walmart dollars that uh, they've got tacked away under their mattresses that after killing all the camels. Come and throw some money at him. That's he, he. He's he's already shown that he's a bit of a mercenary. He he, he was just about to do a complete historic uh, thing at at Celtic, and he left up, you know, two thirds way through the season.
2: Yeah, Why not Steve,
0: tried Steve, some money Steve
1: at him. you've been yeah. trying to be getting for for the last few minutes. Yeah, have the um, final word on the manager, and we're going to f- briefly touch on Norwich and then go to a close. It's
2: Friday night, for Christ's yeah. sake. I've got a curry <laughs> gone cold here. Uh, just on um just on your point about Rafa, I think Rafa is a good shout. Um I I do think he's probably gonna want too much money for for us to pay him simply because he's coming now from the Chinese league. Um but yeah, another another shout, which you know, Nuno Santos is is a is a is a good shout. Um as Rich pointed out, everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got a fiver on <laughs> Freddie to to have at least ten games, um twelve to one. But uh yeah, Rafa Rafa's a good shout. And he again, he's a he's a manager that that did fairly well with a with a with a, a small squad, a, a smaller club, and with a manager that didn't back him. So if if the Cronkies don't back Rafa, is he still going to be able to get results? Probably. So yeah, another good shout. I just think I think, it, 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 to it, be
0: fair to I mean yeah. Rafa Newcastle didn't win the game till about November last season, and I know he kept him up but they're actually doing better now with Steve Bruce. So I'm not really sure Rafa is the right man for us.
1: I'm sorry. I
3: don't know. Okay. I, okay. I think Rafa, Rafa could do a job to, the, to get him. I reckon he he wouldn't want the 12 million pounds. I reckon he'd come back for the same money Emery was on and he would walk over broken glass to, to work with people like Aubameyang, Lacazette and people like that. He would, he would love to work with Ozil, you know, and Pepe and want to actually make the most of the players we've got, I reckon he, those are the best players he's going to have worked with for a, quite a few years. I mean, they're, they're better no players one. than anything they've got in Newcastle, anything that, that he's been working with in China. I mean, he's got Yannick Carrasco, who is basically uh, a, a backup of a backup of a backup of, if, in case we didn't get Pepe. He's a Tesco
2: value, so, Eden Hazard. Uh, no, I
3: think it's more Waitrose Essentials, you know, when you get the the can of uh, artichoke so, parts.
1: So looking at the Norwich game, John's already put his prediction in. He's gone for 5-0 to the Arsenal. If it is, John, I'll be delighted. It's my first away game of the season, and uh, I'm, I'm that would be brilliant. And uh, Dave, Jonah Hurl, unfortunately, is travelling, but he's driving, so I'm... Um, Having a couple of swift ones along the way, uh, boys.
3: have
1: <laughs> got go to go to Olives
3: when you go to Norwich. You got go no. to go uh, to Olives the, uh, the for the best fry up in the southeast.
1: Nah, I'll already have that on the way. I'm going to the waterfront uh, before the game, uh, and then leaving straight afterwards. I'm 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 not uh, not staying after the game, but yeah. Um, uh, Steve, prediction on the Norwich game. Three one. Okay, Johnny.
3: My official uh, predicted league prediction won't come until I see the lineup. No, 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 no. I'm out of that league, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you're <changing> the rules. <laughs> I'm not changing
3: the rules. I'm the administrator. No. Um, no. Right. So I, I, I think that we're going to be a bit tight, and we're going to go. I'm going to go three-two to Arsenal.
0: Okay, Rich. Yesterday, I would have said. to Norwich, but with the new kind of change, um, I I think we'll win. I'm actually disappointed because I I said after the Sheffield United game, I wasn't going to go again until when we had gone. So I've not now not got a ticket for Norwich and I'm actually disappointed because I'd really love to be there. But I think we'll win 3-1 now. Uh, I think Freddie will sort them out and uh, everyone will be lifted. And uh, yeah, I I think think 3-1. I'm going to
1: go for I think we'll concede because I don't think our defence is good enough. Um, on that basis, three-one seems very, very, um, very, very lightly. I'm going to be, I'm going to be ballsy. I'm going to go for four-one Arsenal. Four-one Arsenal.
3: I think it's likely so, that be nice. Freddie's going to be attacking and he won't have had time to shore up the defence. So I think goal heavy on our side and knowing that we ain't going to keep a clean sheet.
1: Yeah. Listen, you've been listening to a very impromptu Friday night, which I don't normally go on social media, definitely in public on a Friday night. Um, But because I was stuck in so much London traffic, uh, I um, I haven't been to the pub yet. So Um, uh, You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Richard, thank you very much for joining us at short notice. Johnny, thanks very much for um, uh, suggesting we do it, because it was a good idea. And Steve, as always... Thank you for your half and half scarves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember, if you want to follow us, uh, we're on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, and we have got a few watching on YouTube right now, click the bell. You get a reminder when we come on again. Uh, on Facebook, uh, we'll always pop up a few hours beforehand when we're going to um, go live, uh, and then you can get a reminder. Uh, if you do like us, like, review, Uh, share tell your mates about it we're just normal Arsenal fans we're not doing this we're not Arsenal fans TV we're not any other sort of um, uh, platform we're just normal lads who uh, go to the football or support football uh, from wherever we are in the country and sometimes in the world because we have people from all over the world who join us here Um, that's it have a great weekend enjoy Norwich and up the arse up the arse